Welcome to the discussion, Leading Voices in Federal Contract Management, sponsored by Technomile. Here's today's moderator, Vanessa Roberts. Welcome to Leading Voices in Federal Contract Management, a series on Federal News Network featuring industry experts diving deep into all things pertinent to managing contracts. I'm Vanessa Roberts, and today I'm talking with Sue Yang. She's Chief Contracts Officer at Periton. Welcome, Sue. Thank you so much for having me today, Vanessa. I'm super excited to talk to you about this because I think the topic's actually fascinating and the role of contracts management is actually fundamental in every large business that works with the federal government. So before we get going, though, tell us a little bit about your own journey in this profession and sort of how you got to where you are today. Um, So, Vanessa, I really love that you start off with that question because it allows me to talk a little bit about taking a leap of faith taking chances and also seeing uh, the potential in people. So um, my journey into contracts management um, definitely wasn't charted out. Um, I come from a family of, you know, a a rather blue collar family. We ran a a small business, a restaurant growing up. And um, in a small business setting like that, as a part of the family, um, I had to help out a lot uh, to include um, being called in at my parents' whims to help out with anything. And, um, but the fortuitous part about that is throughout that process, I met um, a wonderful patron um, who happened to be a vice president at a small business 8A company. And he watched me grow up over the years, always took an interest in me as a person, um, always remembering when he stopped in uh, to get his carry out on every <laughs> Friday evening to say, Sue, are you... Are you uh, taking um, your schooling seriously? And I said, yes, of course, Lonnie. And so um, I graduated. uh, When he learned that I was graduating from um, American University, he was like, Sue, do you have a job lined up yet? I was like, well, Lonnie, I'm, I'm, you know, floating my resume. You know, I've always worked, so I'll, I'll figure something out. He's like, come work for me. And so I took that leap of faith and joined him um, as a contracts assistant at his um, 8A company and really started learning from, from that point in time, the world of federal government contracting. And I was very strategically actually placed right outside of his office. And I would be amazed. I mean, he would negotiate collective bargaining agreements, um, you know, be on the phone with our clients. So a lot was learned that way. And so hence my, my journey into contracts management. And it's, you know, no looking back since there. And you were able to learn so much out the gate that way. Yes. Yes. You know, you got to see all of it up close and probably be involved in a lot of it, too. Yes. I mean, that was the amazing part about starting off at such a, at an 8A, which is a small company, right. is everyone does a little bit of every, everything. Um, you know, some days we were over um, at Kinko's when Kinko's was still around. <laughs> right. And we were uh, producing uh, proposals there and stuffing binders um, in order to do the submission. Um, next day could be I'm online updating our GSA schedule catalogs. To, you know, to administering the actual contract. So it definitely um, was a great entree into federal con- government contracting because it definitely um, allowed me to handle the cradle to grave and really understand the full spectrum. Right. Well, that's kind of, that Kinko's reference, which I kind of know what that is. I'm <laughs> peeing my age here. But um, it's kind of a good actually segue into my, the next question, which is really wondering if you could talk a little bit about Paradon's teams, the processes, the technology, and kind of how that has evolved over time, because we're a long way from stuffing all those pages into binders and mm-hmm. delivering them, to right. hand-delivering them right. to agencies, right? 
Absolutely. It's been um, actually a really remarkable journey, um, exciting, sometimes, um, you know, really, really challenging during mm -hmm. the process, but it really started about five years ago. Um, and at that time, uh, five years ago, when Paratine, as we know it today, was divested from a larger enterprise, uh, Harris Corporation. And um, in a very short time frame, we had to stand up our own contract processes, systems, tools, strategy, and um, and do that while making sure that nothing fell through the cracks from you know, from the foremost goal, which is to support our customers and make sure the missions are are well attended to. Um, but from from the get go, um, I I had a mindset that um, we would have a continuous improvement process through this, um, and hence why. From a Paraton Contracts perspective, we are actually part of our corporate ISO program. And um, that allows us to continuously get an independent surveillance, whether it's from our internal team, external surveillance team, to really ensure that what we have in place um, really is suitable for the business outcomes as well as supporting our customer missions. Right. Yeah, so it, it, it's been an exciting journey. Um, and. Really, in 2021, a, a couple of great things actually happened. Um, we made two major acquisitions, and that just in a very short time frame propelled us from um, an enterprise of about $1 billion to where we are today as a top-tier national security firm um, at $7 billion in revenue. Which and is speedy. Yes. It, <laughs> it happened very quickly, um, very, very quickly um, in the short time frame of a couple months. And uh, as a result of that, I really wanted my team to, to really take a step back and do some evaluation, reevaluation, make sure that what we did have was best in class from the technologies that we use to um, manage our contracts to the standard operating processes um, to how we train our people, the full gamut. And coming out of that process, I really truly believe today that we have a very mature uh, cradle-to-grave system. Um, obviously, with anything of this sort, it's a continuous improvement as the world around us changes. But uh, we've come a long way in the five years since. So I just wanted to follow up on something sure. there. You talked about mergers and acquisitions and how much that's sped growth for you. But that's a huge challenge for contracts organizations, right? And managing that across the integration of bringing in new teams, and new technology sometimes, right? Absolutely. Um, it is a lot of moving parts at the same time. And so the way that um, I looked at it uh, during this integration process is you've got the people, the systems, and the contracts. And so from a people perspective, we definitely were bringing together um, three antecedent companies that all, of course, had their culture right, um, in terms of the longevity of those cultures. So we really had to find a way to um, ensure that everyone felt welcome as this new one paraton, and really from day one to really start instilling the one paraton model. And so we, we start on very early, very deliberately, by not using the names um, in our internal vernacular, our sentences and discussions of these antecedent companies. It was all about one paraton. Right. So right off the bat, we, we focused on that and uh, rallied the team to really embrace that. Um, and then in terms of systems, I think 
One of the great things about coming together is that we get choices of the different systems and get to pick from the litter which one is the best to carry us forward as a much larger corporation. And uh, so we did um, some gap analysis, did some trace studies, and coming out of that selected the tool set that would be best suited for our needs. Um, and then from a contracts perspective, that um, has been quite um, enlightening because we have novations involved, we have to get contracts assigned over, and uh, it's, it's a lot of customer management. So um, that piece we're still finishing up. Um, some of the novation actions take quite a bit of time to complete through, and so we're still um, working to finish that project. Well, let's, let's flip over a little bit. You talked about how you feel that your um, program is pretty mature, your mm -hmm. contracts operation. So let's talk about which is a critical piece for federal agencies, which is that risk and compliance. And how do you manage that at Periton, and how do you mm -hmm. feel the maturity of your team and your technology has helped you do that? Um, because we have robust um, standard operating procedures, policies, um, we've made it part of our, what I'll call muscle memory, part of our operating business rhythm to ensure that um, the risk and compliance piece is a natural inherent part so that it's not a second afterthought or a bolted on thought. So from that standpoint, um, we, we really cover off risk and compliance. And then of course, there's tools that help us produce data that enables us to make smart, emotionless, basically objective decisions that really drive the business. But um, for us here, what is really remarkable to me, and I, you know, I can't help but being so proud when I talk about them, is the contracts team. Mm -hmm. The men and women that make up the team, they have a deep passion for the mission, for business outcomes. And so when we bring together the formula of, of a team, that is so deeply passionate about what they do with the core processes, policies that take a, that account for the risk and compliance. Um, I think we've really achieved, um, if not at best in class soon, j just on the sphere of that. And um, I think that really our litmus, that litmus test really happened in the past couple of years um, yeah. with some unprecedented events. Um, and no sleep. No sleep. Absolutely no <laughs> sleep. Um, 2020 into 2021 with the unprecedented pandemic, um, it sent things in the federal contracting space topsy-turvy. And because Periton's part of the industrial base, I mean, what we do is mission critical. Um, there, failure is not an option. Um, and therefore, our contracts team, we work shoulder to shoulder, internally with our programs, externally with our customers, to make sure that our missions continued. Right. And that um, that really did uh, require, as you said, Vanessa, no sleep right. in many cases. Well, at least if you were working at home, sometimes you could just like stumble around in your, you know, flippers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> kind of tidy up your hair and get back on the meeting, right? That's <laughs> right. That's right. <laughs> well, you mentioned something in that last thing about team. And I know I've heard you and read about you talking about how team is a, it's so important to you, yes. but also being part of the team and getting in there and, you know, mm -hmm. rolling your sleeves up. Can you talk about that and, that and how that's part of, like, your own personal DNA? Mm -hmm. I love to talk about team and my team, I don't know if they love to hear me talk about team, but I talk <laughs> about team a lot. And um, what, I, what I say is that it takes a team to win a championship. And, um, you know, I'm not a, a huge sports person. But using a sports analogy, 
um, even, even sports with individual athletes. Behind that athlete, there's a team of folks that ensures that they're in top notch to go win that championship from coaches, nutritionists, doctors, so on and so forth, right, down to the equipment um, selection. And so um, from the mindset of it takes a team to win a championship, that's how I view and how I lead, lead at Paraton. Um, it's about bringing a team together, harnessing diversity of thought, diversity of background, and figuring out how to fit all that together to have um, you know, a, a, a winning approach moving forward. And so when I think about that too and put my kind of myself in somewhat of a head coach uh, position, um, it's my responsibility in addition to being open to the diversity of thought and background to also provide um, constructive and honest feedback where we're doing great things, not so great things, um, and always be um, supportive um, in terms of, you know, we're, we're always gonna have areas that may not have been perfect. And when those do happen, um, is to really be supportive, rally around, uh, provide the proper training, provide the proper tools, and um, the proper environment for my team to do a great job as a part of this overall paraton. Right. Coaching, but caring. Yes, exactly, exactly. Tough well, love is what I tell my team. <laughs> Tough love. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to take a quick break, but okay. I'm going to come back and talk a little bit more about that idea of diversity. Okay. So I'm here today with Sue Yang. She is the Paraton Chief Contract Officer. We'll be right back to continue our conversation. Technomile provides transformative cloud solutions, purpose-built to help federal contractors find, pursue, win, and retain more business with the government. Technomile's growth suite empowers BD and capture teams to efficiently manage opportunities, gain actionable market and contact intelligence, and focus resources on the right pursuits. Post-award, Technomile's integrated GRC suite streamlines contract management, improving compliance, risk management, and audit readiness. Visit technomile.com to learn more. That's T-E-C-H-N-O-M-I-L-E.com. Hello, and welcome back to our conversation with Sue Yang of Paraton for our Leading Voices in Federal Contract Management series. So before we broke, we were talking about teams, and I wanted to talk, you touched on diversity, but I also want to touch on the fact that you're a woman leader in a technology industry, which is mm -hmm. still heavily male-focused, in security, more male-focused, <laughs> but also diversity. Um, do you see yourself as a mentor for other women who want to come up into these roles and just for driving diversity in your own organization, but generally in the industry? Yeah, well, first of all, um, you know, we started this segment with a little bit about, about my background. And um, so I, I am truly humbled and honored to be um, empowered as the chief contracts officer of Paraton, again, a, a top-tier national security company uh, performing missions of consequence um, for our national security. It's a big role, and um, it all started with taking that leap of faith and actually having somebody recognizing the potential in me. So with that, I, I really am very passionate about paying it forward, and paying it forward um, in a couple of different ways, so on a, on a micro and then a more macro scale. So on a micro scale, um, within my own team, um, I have 
talent, uh, talented leaders um, and up-and-comers, male and female, um, of course. But, you know, it's my job, and I, I do it, it sometimes um, um, inexplicitly with giving them challenges where they can really prove themselves, put them in uncomfortable situations so that they can gain the experience needed to, to take that extra step. I mean, I oftentimes find that some people don't even know the untapped potential they have, and they just need that little nudge. So I do that quite, quite often um, within my team. And then um, on a larger scale, on a macro scale, um, within Paraton, I am the executive sponsor of our Women Impact Network. And this is an employee resource group. Um, it's open to all um, in the company, all employees, even though it's the Women Impact Network. Um, but it provides a structured um, environment for mentoring, coaching, uh, helping um, individuals with networking, making those contacts. And then we also do a lot of um, civil, uh, civic service in supporting our community. So um, it is a fantastic organization that we have within Paraton and one of the uh, many ways that I hope to be able to pay it forward. And do you also um, see that being involved with other organizations outside Paraton? I mean, you talked about civic duty, but also just, you know, as a, as a public face to some things you're trying to achieve inside Paraton. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit. Let's shift gears again. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about the value of technology and that investment in the contract lifecycle management software. How is that really helping your team be smarter and have more time maybe to actually bring their expertise to bear? Well, the, the days of being able to manage um, a contracts department or contracts in this landscape that we're in using spreadsheets and uh, SharePoint sites are well over. Um, th those days are bygone. Um, so it is, it is actually um, not a luxury but a true need of, the, of any federal government contractor to have a comprehensive contract lifecycle management software. Whether or not that is an in-house grown software or a commercial product, that really, um, in my opinion, depends on the needs of the business and, um, and you know, size, scale, et cetera. But it is absolutely an imperative um, to have such a software and to be able to have data on demand. Um, the data on demand is twofold. I mean, there's, there's a need for the data internally, like at Paraton, we are very data focused to help us have um, the ability to make objective, smart decisions, data-driven decision-making. And then also the data is critical in supporting our ability to be responsive to our regulatory um, agencies, DCAA, DCMA. Um, they need a lot of data in order to get through the processes that they need to, that they're chartered and responsible for in terms of oversight of a contractor. So having the data crisply and organized in a system is key. But, um, and, and, and really, um, a lot of times, I think one of the potentially afterthoughts is really the data itself, right? The software tool can be, whether in-house or, or commercial of the soft, can be the snazziest tool. <laughs> But if the data within is not maintained and there's not a continuous operation sustainment of the data within, then it kind of detracts from the power of the tool itself. So, right. so, so the two have to really come hand in hand together. Right. Which has a lot, too, where you bring 
the team to bear, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's where you're putting your spin on it. The technology's for your use, not the other way around. Exactly, <laughs> right. So um, let's talk about how that helps you to, and from a business perspective, kind of measure you know, how performance is, how you're helping agencies mm -hmm. do their jobs, how you're internally helping internal teams, because that's a huge piece for contract management. Um, how, do, how are you doing that at Paraton? Well, um, I have a uh, very um, one team, one mission philosophy in that um, contracts at Paratize part of a greater enterprise. I mean, we are one of the many business services that support um, the growth of the organization, um, our, our trajectory. And so from that standpoint, in terms of one team, one mission, I don't actually have any separately contrived metrics to just focus on contracts. The metrics that are important to me in the, um, in the organization within Paraton really um, is aligned with our business outcomes and also the mission of our customers. So when we take a look at metrics um, in my department, it's always focused around the business outcomes that the enterprise um, strives to achieve. And then more importantly, the um, extremely important missions that our customers are servicing on a day in and day out basis. Right. And at the end of the day, if you don't do that, then you can't drive business. Exactly. <laughs> um, let's dive a little bit more into some technology areas. Let's talk about natural language processing, mm -hmm. artificial intelligence, machine learning. Where are you guys going with those? So we, are, we have many, many um, internal research projects that are focused on machine learning, natural language processing, and artificial intelligence within Paraton. And in addition to our internal research projects, we actually um, have many programs in which we are working that alongside of our customers in their space. So it is absolutely a critical technology development area for the company and also an area that I am um, coaching and, and involving my team to get to. Um, there's a lot of ways that we can harness the power of those types of technology in terms of contracts management, um, whether or not it's use, utilizing bots to read through contracts as an initial starting point to uh, being a little bit more automated in terms of the way that we capture clauses into our lifecycle management system. Um, it, it's all out there, and it's just really, for me, an, a, mat, a matter of time um, in getting there. We've gone through a, a huge change year in 2021, and I'd like to give the team a little bit of a breathing <laughs> room before we move to our, our next journey of AI, machine learning, and natural language. I do feel like that robotic process automation piece that you talked about is um, a huge piece that a lot of both agencies, but a lot also contractors are really trying to make use of. Because there's yes. a lot of things in contracting that are repetitive and the same. Yeah. So that can solve that problem for you, right? Yes, and, and, and used in the right way, um, it can free up the human talent to go work on those things that require deeper thinking, that require more of the human interaction and the soft skills. So the robots can't replace the human beings, but they can allow the freeing of time and resources for the humans and the men and women involved to go work on those, those other um, critical items. Sometimes I think that that was misnamed because I think when people hear robotic at the front of it, that immediately thinks like, robots are going to take my job. But <laughs> it's really quite the opposite, right? The whole idea of RPA is to enhance the ability of the teams to actually do 
the expert work. Exactly. Hopefully, you know, let the robots deal with the more tactical right. nuts and bolts to free up the, the, the human, the smart humans right. like us, Vanessa, <laughs> to be able to go work on those things that are of more dynamic and strategic in nature. Exactly. So talk a little bit, what's next on the horizon for you? You've kind of just alluded to it here, but are there some other things on the horizon at Periton for you? Oh boy. Um, well, so much of it depends on the ever-changing acquisition landscape. Um, you know, we are in an environment where there's a lot of changing re new changing regulations that come down. Um, we also are looking at potentially um, in the next couple of years, um, potentially an administration change. So all of that has to be factored in um, in terms of our next horizon. So really it comes back to um, we have to continue being nimble, agile, and resilient. Stay, stay sharp so that no matter what comes down the horizon, we're ready to, to undertake the challenges. But um, irrespective of all of that, um, the constant for me that won't change is that this is a people business. And, you know, the contracts are people. Our missions are performed by people. Um, things get done by people. So um, what I have planned, um, despite any changes, is really continuing to focus on um, talent development um, and really focusing on nourishing um, in terms of our systems and processes data so that we can help the talent um, perform at the that top-notch. Right. And also helps attract great talent, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Which is critical in contracts and in acquisition. That's a hard area sometimes to draw people in. It, it absolutely is. And, um, you know, during interviews, I will often say, you know, um, talent is interviewing us just as much as we are interviewing them. So we definitely have to have um, um, a reason or reasons for, for talent to join Team right. Paraton. Well, before we go, we're almost at the end. Is there any advice or things you find yourself just repeating often? I have a feeling I know where you might go, but like, what is your, your advice for other people who are working contract management in the government? Oh, gosh. Um, probably, this sounds so simple, but um, uh, is don't get frustrated. Um, it, change in federal government contracting is inevitable. And uh, to, to get caught up and say, oh my gosh, it's changed. Um, is it, not ideal. I mean, really, it's about being a change agent. Uh, federal government contracting, to me, sometimes is like a chameleon. It's always going to change and have different shades. So um, being nimble, being agile, um, knowing the surroundings is very key um, in government contracting. And it's a piece of advice that I think um, has served me well over the years and hopefully has, um, has uh, benefited those that I've preached it to. <laughs> well, it's been lovely talking to you today. I've learned a lot. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining us. Again, thank you. I'm Vanessa Roberts, and thanks everyone for joining us for today's Leading Voices in Federal Contract Management. Our guest has been Sue Yang. She's the Chief Contracts Officer at Paraton. To learn more about federal contract management best practices, visit federalnewsnetwork.com and search Technomile. Thank you for listening to the discussion, Leading Voices in Federal Contract Management, sponsored by Technomile on Federal News Network.
Technomile provides transformative cloud solutions, purpose-built to help federal contractors find, pursue, win, and retain more business with the government. Technomile's growth suite empowers BD and capture teams to efficiently manage opportunities, gain actionable market and contact intelligence, and focus resources on the right pursuits. Post-award, Technomile's integrated GRC suite streamlines contract management, improving compliance, risk management, and audit readiness. Visit technomile.com to learn more. That's T-E-C-H-N-O-M-I-L-E.com.